if Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's first. Blubbity blah. The blubbity blah. Sending out good vibes. Blubbity blah. Good vibes. Blubbity blah. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Underneath breaths of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and protection. And put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track. Shivers or vibrations and stuff like that. on those people not me right i'm here i am a buttoned up engineer right that is and of course like the very first hypnosis we go into i'm having these profound experiences like okay guys welcome back to the grammatic show we are going to be chatting with holly duckworth phd a little bit later uh, after our lazy ramblings, which you can skip ahead if you like by checking the timestamp in the show notes. You do that right now before grabbing even says a word. Just ready, go. We got everybody's favorite podcaster here, uh, Short and Stout. Dunlop, how's it going, buddy? Good. It was a week of gratitude podcasting-wise. Yeah, it was a good one. Was good it? week. Yeah. Felt like oh. it was a good week. We got some good weeks coming up, too. Do we? Yeah. They have a week off coming up. Yeah, that's good. Well, I don't have a week <laughs> off. <laughs> you wouldn't call it a week off? No. <laughs> Gallivanting around? I will have a good time. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah, we're talking about Montana. Montana. I keep thinking it's Montana Scablands, but it, I guess it's not really Scablands. That's Washington, right? So it's Montana Mega Flood with randall carlson that should be fun it's a sold out event we'll be traveling around montana for a week and a little bit of idaho it's all the same yeah it's all the same, same well, no stuff. it's more in the mountains this one though right like, yeah but it's the same like uh same flood in same a way flood, yeah. yeah yeah just later on this is the second half this would be the second half of it so hopefully it's rocking I mean, it's always a little nerve-wracking going to that first one. We've never been to these places. I mean, I've yeah. been to both of them, but I've never been to them with 40 people. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. But everything uh, should go well. And uh, then, of course, if you guys want to get in on running the Miranda Carlson tours, we've got a couple more coming up this fall. That's the last sort of stuff we have going this year, two trips in the fall. Um, both at the very end, uh, the tail end of September. So if you guys want to get into that, head over to contact at thecabin.com, sign up today. And those are Washington scablines, right? Those uh, are based Washington. out of Soap Lake. Yeah, Soap Lake, Washington. Yep, that's correct. It's going to be a good time down there. Yep. So uh, what you been up to? Have you, do you, have you left the house lately? Uh, I try not to. I got, you know, just got stuff to do inside the house. You try I, like, not I took to. Zeus, I took Zeus for a walk today. You try not to leave the house? I, t- I took Zeus for a walk, you know. Yeah, he's been walking. You'd think when you switched into working from home, you would try to leave the house? Well, I, why I've got work to do here. I, why, why, why leave? Or what? I, mean, I, I don't I know. Go, I mean, you're looking a little pale. <laughs> I go get groceries. I try to get some sun, but the weather's been kind of shitty. We had a day, one nice day, but now today it's thunder showers. Tomorrow thunder showers. Like we need rain. Like, it's you know, been, it's well, been nice I, for no, months. No, it hasn't been. It hasn't been. 
this is the guy who tries not to leave the house. Maybe I should get you like a sun lamp or something. Well, yeah, let's let's look for secondhand tanning boots, and we'll get some UV in that way. Yeah, let's do it. I'm 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 open to that. Let's get you a secondhand tanning booth. Yeah, and we can put it at your place, and I'll just come over and I'll jog over and, and do it. You'll jog over. All right, I almost <laughs> want to buy a tanning booth just for this. I think a tanning booth is not super cheap. Well, they might be. You know, they might have them now. I mean, you don't want the old the like light bulbs all the time, you don't want so. the old. Fucking cancer boost, right? No. Let me see. Let's see. Let's see what the second half market is for. Uh, for, for yeah. a make sure boot. they've got new new bulbs because I bet you it's a few hundred bucks just to replace the bulbs every like six months. All right, tanning bed. This is gonna get me probably a bunch of ads. To yeah, go, yeah. <laughs> to go tanning. Oh, huh. So here's one. Looks like a spaceship. Barely used. In. Excellent working condition. Does not need a special plug. 240 volt. Paid over 6,000. Wow. Same as a stove outlet. 1,500 bucks. Wow. Yeah. You think that's the one that fucks you? It seems to be like uh, there's another one for 1,500 bucks. I mean, you got to do the research and make sure it's the right UVB or UBA or whatever it is. Oh, yeah. You just like fry yourself. But here's the thing. You're just, I mean, you should really just get out because here's one for 500 bucks. Well, I will. I mean, I I do get out. I mean, I get out for walks and stuff. I just, you know, I just, it's different when you work from home now. It really is. And I, at night I'm working from home and in the day I work from home. And so I go out for groceries and stuff, but I'm not playing hockey right now. And I'm not going to, I'm not right doing now? The, the recovery meetings anymore. I would say you're like retired from hockey. When was the last well, time? Well, they're trying you're... to get me to go out, but I just well, never you make should it. Do that. It's just my schedule keeps conflicting with it. So, and I lost my gear, to be honest with you. I don't know where my gear is. Ice hockey? No, ball. All right. What gear do you have in ball hockey? <laughs> I got everything, dude. The helmet, the gloves, the elbow pads, the shin pads, the knee pads, the shoes, like... You know, it's you're pretty much all geared up except for the shorts and the shoulder pads. I mean, so here's the and one. The skates. Here's the one, the good one, the Sunmaster Clear Tech. Only if it's five years old, only imported out of the states. Twenty seven hundred bucks. So. Yeah, I mean, look, it. You know, Calgary it comes with a bunch be... of spare bulbs, though. Twelve yeah, spare well, bulbs. Oh, there you go. So, I mean, it used to be sunny here all the time. Now I'm worried it's already June and we haven't really well, had this a is nice sunny concern. spring. I mean, you know? you're pale and it's June. Like, look at me. I'm I like, know, but it's not my fault. I'm cinnamon it's, and out. It's not. Be out if it was sunnier, I'd be out more. It's not my fault. <laughs> I'll take responsibility when I, when I, you know. Hopefully you'll get when a When I should. Hopefully you'll get a tan at CAC. <sighs> I was thinking. I was thinking about that though, because last time I got a little burnt too, because I hadn't been out. So I gotta get. I do have to build up <laughs> a bit a of base. a base this week. <laughs> yeah, a little sunburn on your nose. <sighs> I did. I had it on my cheeks there, my nose a little bit. Yeah. Well, if you like cruise into September and you're still all pasty, then <laughs> then it'll be a problem. You have to be eating oranges so you don't get what's that? What do you get? Jaundice or yeah. It's yeah. not jaundice, is it? It starts with an S, I thought. No, scurvy. you're right. It's no, you yeah. get scurvy. 
Oh, I, oh yeah, scurvy is probably what you're thinking now. <laughs> the, sailors, the sailors all got, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I have a, uh, I do have a project operation if you want to do it. It's a pretty short one. Um, I do have a, uh, a quote. I got a, a quote. quote. One of your own yeah. quotes? Or? Uh, nope. Huh. And I got a little synchronicity if we, wanna, if we want. I'm a listener. Ooh, you got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. I didn't leave the house all weekend. Wow, good for you. Yeah, apparently this is something people should aspire to. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Dunlop Regiment. Great, you're picking it up. You know, you know, it looked like rain, mostly because the kids were both under the weather. They're bounced back now, but maybe we'll run out tonight. We'll see for a little bit. Get a house. We, we, we strive to get out of the house around here, but... Uh, well, hey, I love my home, and I don't need to get out. I mean, honestly, it's raining right now. Even so, I mean, I've spent like forty years in Vancouver in the rain. So we rearranged uh, the living room a little bit. So nice. So, all right, what do you want to start with? What do you got? Whatever, what do you want to start? Whatever you want, because last time I asked you to start with something, you gave me you gave me a curve. Yeah, and you didn't and even have it. Out, you so. didn't even have a quote. I know because like, I told you I didn't have it. I mean, I mean your just, schedule is so jammed up. You can't come up with a quote. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, we'll do this. What's that noise? It looks military to me. Definitely military. Probably classified, too. Dish fire. Prism. Sentry Eagle. Sigma. Mannerkin. Artichoke. MK Ultra. Operation Project. Project Operation. Have you been hearing have you been hearing a little bit about last week's project operation in the news? I mean, it has been gaining some traction. They talked about it on no agenda, a couple other things. Operation uh, Jenner is what it was called. That, yeah. what that, is head, Operation that head again? pharma guy got busted for for uh, yeah paying paying somebody to fake his job paperwork. Ooh, I mean sucks. that's unbelievable. I Did heard. You know? uh, I mean, who would fake their job paperwork? Come uh, well, on, <laughs> especially if you work for pharma. I mean, that's got to be you know, like you don't just know someone who can just say they gave it to you. I know. Well, I guess you got <laughs> caught. That's what you did. You got caught. So, I mean, I know a ton of people faked it. They're probably not going to get caught, though. No, exactly. But it's all it's 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 alarming when it's the people that shouldn't be because they're famous and they're and they're the ones that are, you know, been virtue signaling about it. Well, I've seen sudden adult death syndrome trending. Oh on no, Twitter no, today. they're calling it something else. It's not sudden sads? adult. No. no, it's I made up sads a long time you ago. You made it up. I did. <laughs> exactly how you described it. Sudden adult death. Well, you might as well. You might as well make it up since you're at home all day. They're, they're calling it something <laughs> else now, though, dude. I mean, well, it was that's what was trending on Twitter. Sad. Well, yeah, but it's it's not sudden adult death. It's that's oh. it's it's something else now. I'll find it right away. Here, I was gonna. You made up a new one. I had it. They didn't get the memo. <laughs> sudden, <laughs> sudden arithmetic, arith, arithmetic. Cardiac. Arrhythmic death syndrome. Sudden arrhythmic. Uh, what's that mean? A R R H Y T H M I C. I can't uh, I can't see it any other way. Arithmic. Arrhythmic. It's um when someone dies suddenly following a cardiac arrest or or no obvious cause can be found. So now it's a syndrome, basically. Uh, but yeah. I'm claiming SADS 
a long time ago. You're claiming it. Yeah. Seems like bad mojo. Um, I don't think you made it up. This is the first I've heard of it. Well, you, dude, I, I, somebody will. Somebody I, I talked to you probably up. more a than any other back human being because it went from Sids to Sads, and I you said, "Don't leave your house." That. You don't. Well, leave what does that have to do with anything? That so, means who do you talk to more than me? I talked a lot, I, dude. I'm on the phone all the time. I talk. <laughs> <laughs> Saying Sads. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Operation. <laughs> you got COVID again. <coughs> this is the problem. You're gonna get COVID again because My you don't leave the fucking down. out. <laughs> Operation Tomahawk. This isn't when Darren goes over the border and says, "Well, I got, a I got my Tomahawk," and they let they let him go through right away because that could be considered Operation Tomahawk, and it's also not the airborne military operation by the 187th regimental combat team in the Korean war. It's not that either. It's, it's going to be one. interesting. It's a new one. Um, to see called how the cross vehicle Oper- border crossing goes. Operation Tomahawk support. Companies we should call that, that so- operation Tomahawk. Yeah, I should, <laughs> I should bring yours and I'll get yeah. busted with it. And I'll be like, <laughs> It's not mine. It's my Indians friends. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we need to see some official paperwork for that. It would not be cool if you got my tomahawk uh, taken away. I know. Because you can't so, keep a fucking straight face. So support companies that support freedom. Vote with your dollars and ensure that your purchase are supporting companies that promote freedom. Join millions of other shoppers that have made the switch already. Operation Tomahawk is your chance to take action and be part of the movement to switch to affordable American-made consumer goods. Learn how you can join the movement. Watch Operation Tomahawk hosted by Patriot Street Fighter Scott McKay. Learn how patriots across the country are coming together to make a difference. So family-owned manufacturers, comparable prices, non-toxic products, support American families. No mainstream advertising made in the USA. The illusion of choice. There are hundreds of consumer goods brands in our country that, and the vast majority of them are all owned and controlled by just a handful of megacorps. Even when you think you are buying natural products, in many cases, these natural companies have been absorbed by these giant corporations. And there's a big graphic here with, of course, you know, P&G, Coke, Pepsi, Kellogg's, Mars, uh, you know, all the, all the main Nestle all the, and all the ones underneath them. It's pretty crazy. Um, and then it goes into like consumer goods. Where does your money go? Support America, testimonials, um, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I think it's a good idea to have a link to companies that uh, make a difference. There you have it. So I'll put the link uh, link to that in the show notes. Switch.patriotstreetfighter.com. Patriot Street Fighter? Yeah. Huh. I just thought that was a pinball game. Uh, speaking of companies trying to make a difference, head over to adultbrain.ca, get some audiobooks. We just came out with uh, ain't, ain't lectures on ancient philosophy. Yep, by Manly P. Hall. It's like a secret, do- it's like a, a secret teachings of all ages companion. Volume it's pretty two. good. The unofficial Actually, volume two. Stuff. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Hints on esoteric theosophy is in the ringer, but that lectures on ancient philosophy is out now. Check it out today. So is something else, right? Super, uh, History of the Supernatural book two, right? Oh, yes. Yes. And you that can, is another great one. You check both those out. 
You do bam, bam, number one, number two. They're both long. They're both good. If you got the two Manly P. Hall ones and the two Supernatural ones, that'd be like 100 hours or more. That'll keep you busy for weeks, months. Check it out, adultbrain.ca. There's a tab right at the top. Our books on Audible will take you to the entire list, everything. There you have it. So, uh, and there's always links in the show notes to all this stuff we talk about. Just scroll down. There's all the like, there's links to the chats, to our other websites, to, you know, other shows, all kinds of, uh, all kinds of stuff in there. All kinds of stuff going on, all sorts of stuff. So, you ready? To, you got a quote this week? Did you manage to I, come up with one? I did, yeah. Such a hardworking guy. It's the profound quote of the week. Darren, can you guess it? It's the profound quote of the week. Can you guess the human who spoke it? Okay, ready? I'm ready. It Did I guess the been... last one? Was it the last one? What? Bob Marley. Oh, you did. Yeah, you did. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> it has been said that once the mind has been expanded by an idea or concept, it can never return to its original way of thinking. Albert Einstein. No. Fuck. Dolor- Dolores Cannon. I should have known that. <laughs> You know, we should play more poker. Um, Do you want me to do another one from her quickly? It's, mm. I'll do another one. Love is the most powerful force in the world. If people tell you that the opposite of love is fear, it is not so. Love just is. Love has no opposite. Remember that, dear one. Love has no opposite. Love just is. It is the answer to everything. Everything. What's love got to do with it? Got to do with it? Everything. Everything. It turns out everything. So that is, I mean, oh, speaking of what's love got to do with it, we had a fantastic chat with our brothers from down south, the Snake Bros. What a chat. I mean, that shit is mind-blowing. I still can't believe no one else is uh, talking about this. Are you talking about the Rockfin one that we're doing? Yeah. Right? The rock fan. I mean, that's fitting for that the, one. The <laughs> It is. Because they did all that with a rock fan. I agree with you, man. This is, I think they're on to something huge, to be honest with you. Putting it all together like that, with that theme, with that sort of um, philosophy, you know? You I was just saying to someone the other day that the bros will be on Joe Rogan with Ben not talking about that stuff. It's crazy. Do I want to explain it? No. I, I can't explain it. Well, no, no, no. I mean, do you want to explain what the presentation's about? or? Oh, well, well, we'll just throw the thing in. We'll throw the highlight reel in here, and you guys can take a listen. Decide if you want to go check out a rock fan. Rock fan and a rolling. It's pretty mind-blowing stuff, though. I mean, it's probably the most damning evidence I've seen for geo-manipulation of some sort. I, yeah, I agree, yeah. 
Yeah. And so, so basically what it is, I have to say it. I can't just leave it out. I would just say it's, straight up that that mean, meant it was geopolymers or whatever the fuck no, they call it, no, but it can't be because no, there's quarries. No. It's in the quarry too. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. So they're showing that there was, there, basically it's like they dropped their fucking tools all over the world. No, no, that's not. Yeah, I like that. I like that. It's like all over the world at some point in these megalithic sites, the projects were just left unfinished. Like they dropped their tools and went somewhere. And they show all these examples in Egypt and even then all over the world, but they're very similar. You know, these tools are being used that nobody can account for. The mainstream explanations are completely bunk. And the way they show it all in this presentation is pretty mind-blowing. Like, to me, it looks like there's some kind of alchemical or some kind of, like, electrochemical operation going on or something. It's like, they, it's like they're using, it's like, it's like they're scraping granite like butter knives, you know? That's the way it seems to me. That's what it seems and like. Then, and then I thought about tar- all this Tartarian uh, nonsense. Nonsense. And, and, the, uh, and the mud floods. Like, what if that technology that they used, right, to do that? that they show in this presentation was used on a mass scale and created a dissolution of stone in all these other places, you know, responsible for the mud floods. Like what if it's the same thing? Like what if it turns that shit into mud and that's what the flood is. And the the mud floods was that technology was stolen and abused by somebody. The mud floods. The technology that the Brothers of the Serpent show was stolen and used en masse and created the mud floods. Do you think they'll use it against us? Well, it's too late now. We're just, we're, we, we we're, don't even, we're not even megalithic anymore. <laughs> we're all wood and. We're and, wigalithic. It's time for another installment of the Canadian Third Party Synchronicity Rating Authority. I didn't catch this this earlier. I think this is from uh, one of Bill Loby's friends. Bill Loby? I still say Oh, Loeb. it's Laura. I still think it should be Loeb. I think he's hey, I know me too. I think hey, Raphael, aka Darren. I guess you're the you're Raphael. A now. bunch of people said that I should be Donatello instead, and I'm not sure if that's racist or not. <laughs> <laughs> Please share this with Graham. I don't have his email. By the way, my email is at graham at gramerica.com. G r a h a m at gramerica.com. Send over your feedback, synchros, trip reports, sightings, Dick experience, picks. spiritual experiences. What? Dick? No, 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 no. <laughs> Mind you, I did get a pick here, but this is a pick <laughs> of something else. I uh, I planted some veg I got from Lobby on Saturday in my garden yesterday. Waited until nightfall to do so because last night was a new moon. This morning, my eldest daughter sent me a pic from St. Simon's Island in Georgia, where she is on vacay with her fam. I just finished episode 549 with Benny Wills, where the beginning was turtle synchros and the new moon. See pic, hee hee. So there's a pic of turtle tracks on the new moon at sunset on the beach. So this is the thing, the turtles and the new moon. And again, we got to go back to our Rockfin episode with, uh, with uh, Bernie Taylor on lunar 
timekeeping. It's just about this exact thing. There you have it. Uh, I don't know how to rate that. It's, uh, you know, I like it, Laura. I like you. You're great. Uh, but I have to give that like a 5.4 to you. I knew it was going to be 5.4. I had that in my head. I, do I, always, know. I always portent numbers for some reason. Part what? Portend numbers. Portend? Yeah. Does that mean like... It means like psychically predict. <laughs> Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I do. I have a thing with numbers. They, they pop into my head and then they're right. But what words number am and I stuff, thinking of? No, never. Words never, but numbers, yes. What number am I thinking of? Seven. No, close. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work like that. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. I got a text from Lobi today. Is that is that a synchro? Uh, it's sort of a comp. It sort of compounds it a bit. Yeah. What was he asking about travel? No, he was complimenting me on my new gun. Oh, nice. Yeah. On Justin. I don't have Justin yet. Ju oh, you don't have Justin yet. Oh, okay. The transfer system is all gunned up. It seems like every handgun that was commercially available in Canada has been sold. So I don't know how many that is, <laughs> but I would say on any other given day, you're looking at maybe, you know, a couple, a couple handguns across the whole country to maybe a, a couple of dozen on a busy day. Like the place, my, the place where I have my membership, they're probably not selling a, they're not selling a handgun every day. There's no way. You know, probably one a week. So, and now they just sold like, who knows, tens of thousands? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever was available got sold. And even the private dealers, some of the guys I know, like the guy I work with, he sold everything. Everything he had is gone. <laughs> so, it seems like we're going to go. I think that's fantastic news. I really do think that is that to me shows that uh, a whole whack of people are paying attention and waking up. Yeah. So it just sucks because if you don't have your R pal already, yeah, you, you're, I don't think you're going to get it in time. Just get an ax, get an ax. That being boat. said, I don't think they'll be, a, I, I don't know if they'll be able to kibosh the me selling you my gun. You know, that seems tough to do. I could see them stopping import. Which would basically, if they stopped import and manufacturing, that would put a cap on the number of handguns in the country. Yeah. Which I think is what they're going for. Um, so that might be what happens there. In which case, my handguns are probably like triple or quadruple or in value. So that's a bonus, I guess, if I want to sell <laughs> Yeah. I wonder how many of these politicians invested in short-term gun sales well i mean i don't know what you'd invest in all of those would have been owned already mostly by smaller companies the thing is i don't think any of them are going to bring more guns in so it'd be a risky time to try and bring more guns in what if they don't sell i guess maybe you could probably do buy order or something like that and the, the the people like cabela's will keep bringing them in because they could just ship them to their u.s stores if they need to yeah. 
So we'll see what happens. I mean, I got plenty again, so I'm not worried about it. I bought one more uh, because I wanted a revolver. So I got a revolver. But I got a Glock for each kid. So, you know, uh, to pass down if that's what it happens. That's what happens, what it comes to. And uh, now I got my my sexy Luger, Ruger 357 Magnum. That's what cool, I'll take dude. You out with right on. When it's time to take you out to the pasture, that's what I'll use. All right, good. Just... We might have suicide pods by then. Doesn't some country have suicide pods? Or did I dream that? We just go crawl in a pod and. Yeah, they won't allow me to do that here in Canada. Gases, yeah. yeah. You have to be, you have to be jabbed before they let you do that. Ha <laughs> ha! You might as well just get the jab. Fine, <laughs> just. <laughs> it's either sads or pod. You know what do you want? <laughs> well, I think the pad just like pod just gasses you out, so you're just like having a time. It yeah. just incinerates the body. It just like deals with everything. Or maybe it formaldehydes you. I'm sure, it's know. not a little electronic guillotine, eh? No? I don't know. I I don't know. Can you imagine having the Java going to clean out the pod? Yeah. I'd rather just like, you know, yeah, just if I was going to do that, I'd rather just get shot. Just you just go <laughs> stand in front of a hole that's already dug and. Poof, <laughs> <laughs> the tractor comes and pushes some dirt over, and away you go. Back to the earth from whence you came. Anyway, grammarica.ca slash support, guys. If you're getting a little value from our show here, um, in these trying times of inflation and everything else, I mean, I've been saying it, but I can't stress it enough. Uh, these podcast subscriptions are the first thing to go when when times are tight, and we understand that we're a perk. So, you know, this podcast is free. You don't even have to do anything. Even our, our other podcasts outlawed, we're noticing a drop there with the with the inflation and everything else that's going on right now. So if you guys are in a position to help out the show, of course, we just did celebrate our nine-year anniversary um, starting year 10. Here we are starting your head 10. Go to grammarica.ca slash support today. Make a one-time donation. Sign up for a monthly of some sort if you can. Head over to grammaricaoutlaw.ca. Sign up for plus over there if you've been thinking about it. Um, double check your subscriptions if you think they're working because a lot get canceled all the time by PayPal and Stripe just shut them off for whatever for whatever reason because they're making too much money you you want to say something you got something to... I just got Holly's uh, bio here when they're ready, oh, okay. when you're ready. Yeah, so support the go- show guys I know it seems like uh, we've said it enough 9 and starting year 10 here but really uh, we need it now more than ever it's uh, you start to get taken for granted after a long time like this, maybe. So, grammarica.ca slash support, sign up for a monthly, make a one time donation. It really is super important, guys. We'd love you for it. I think that's it. All right, give us that. Uh, we're oh, but also after the bio. All right, give us the bio. Okay, this is uh, from bye guy. bio guy, bye guy, awarecaredrango.com. This is uh, Holly's from her website. This is her bio. And so, she helps release subconscious limitations for spiritual seekers so that they can experience an exquisite life. That's basically anyone that comes to see her, I guess, is considered a, a seeker. So with a focus on holistic mental health, Holly is certified in the, at the highest level as a practitioner of quantum healing hypnosis technique. 
That's QHHT. That's from uh, Dolores Cannon. A hypnosis modality which integrates spiritual, physical, and emotional healing. She was trained by Dolores Cannon and has achieved her top-level certification with Julia Cannon. She's devoted to practicing exactly as Dolores did. Additionally, she uses her own methodology, higher self-integration, to help her clients learn how to live with ego self and higher self dancing together. She is also a certified existential therapist. Through her practice, she has witnessed wonderful psychological, social, and physical healing. She achieved her doctorate degree in psychology in 2010. She's been a QHHT practitioner since 2013. So far in her nine years of practice, she has witnessed miraculous healings firsthand, emphasizing that we are just spiritual beings having a human experience. And she's devoted to helping her clients connect mind, body, and soul to achieve lives filled with unwavering peace. There you have it. There you have it. So enjoy this. We got the little highlight reel from the Snake Roads. If you want to have a rock fin, if you want to get that, or hopefully we'll throw it on the YouTube channel soon enough. I think they've got it on their Patreon too. Uh, if you want, if you have a Patreon of theirs, you've probably already seen it. Maybe you haven't. Well, but, yeah, but you won't see our version of it. Which is awesome. Rockfin.com slash America. All right, guys, enjoy this uh, highlight reel and then the chat with... Holly Duckworth. On this particular thing, which basically the the concept here, there's two main things we're looking at. One is the fact that that there are uh, unfinished jobs of an anomalous kind. Well, they they have excavated some of the corners of multiple pyramids, and in in the past, the corners had been excavated by Petrie and others. Uh, so they'll they'll dig down through the rubble and through the sand and find the actual bedrock and that actual corner block that is socketed into the bedrock. So if yeah. there's no more construction any further down than that. It would be tunneling. Yeah, but it's I mean they're straight up socket and you can see a few of them there's one at the bent pyramid i don't know if this one has a cleared corner but it's really interesting even you know the casing stones are missing and look the core blocks are gone yeah so you're far away from the pyramid because there would would have been a lot more stones out of the wall and you can see the corner where they cut into the bedrock to make this corner where that corner block would have sat yeah so it kind of it kind of sockets the entire structure onto the bedrock you know what I mean? There's like a there's either an indent or or an extrusion, so the pyramid sits yeah. down on it like it's socketed in. It's really interesting. So this picture, I want I just as people are watching this, just start to pay attention to the shapes of the stones, and you're gonna see you're gonna you're gonna start to recognize this style. This is the the kind of heterogeneous sort of cyclopean you know or megalithic masonry that I was talking about. Now because of the because of what they were doing here, and they were actually matching these casing stones to the uh courses of the core masonry here so each course is you know one of these layers of of stones and they were matching the casing stones to each layer as well it's not nearly as sort of flowing and heterogeneous as the stuff you'll see in peru but still they're finely fitted to each other right so the front faces are extremely rough look at this look at look at that interesting pattern right there every time i look at these pictures i see something new and different 
But if you look up here at these blocks, let's see if I can zoom in on this. You'll notice that the, um, the sides here, but they were very flat and finely faced to fit against each other. These two blocks probably went together uh, and they've just been separated for whatever reason. Or maybe there was another block that's supposed to be between them that's gone now. But the point is, is that the sides are very flat or if they're not flat, they're tuned perfectly to fit against the blocks that they were supposed to sit against, as opposed to these front faces, which are very rough. That's perfectly flat. The lines are perfectly flat, too. Yeah. So the bottoms and the tops are perfectly flat. That's yeah, well, it's like the, the mating faces on the sides of the rock, whether they were curved or flat, they just they fit. They match each other perfectly like yeah. a jigsaw puzzle. Uh, and that's just I'm saying that based on what I've read from from Petrie, who uh, basically initially excavated around these pyramids uh, in the modern age. Yeah. Well, if they're socked into the bedrock too, that doesn't make sense. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So this is this is the main part we want to look at here, and this is around the entrance. So again, this is the doorway, and this is you know like a modern wooden uh, walkway that goes down into the entrance of the pyramid. But there's this interesting square flattened part of the casing stones where whoever was doing this came along. And for whatever reason, they decided that they needed the area around the door to be flat, not all puffy and pillowy like the rest of the blocks are. <clears throat> so they just had some machine, I guess. It seems like a machine to me because you can kind of see this radius. And it actually goes all the way down to the ground here. Uh, so it goes out of the picture. But there's this radius at the edge of the square part where, like, and, and again, it's hard to see the scale here, but they were removing 12, sometimes 14 inches of stone. And again, keep in mind, this is very hard uh, granite. So look at this. Wow, you that's your, crazy. Wow, you got well, your pillow rock here. <laughs> it's just well, eroded. Yeah. Yeah. This is the other thing I want to point out. I love this. Just look at this. Anybody who's a, a mason or has done any kind of construction will appreciate wh the, what this little joint here means. Yeah, and so again, you see a different style of making, and these are these are kind of I think these are like diorite. I'm not sure, but it's a it's a form of granite. Very hard. It's got a lot of quartz crystal in it. The silica uh, the silica inclusions. These you can see these uh, all this white material is like a quartz stuff so this is a kind of a type of granite again and it's got this interesting facing style where they they did flatten the the middle of the block face but they left the outside edges rough and again when you're you know when you're thinking about this this is this is a known style type i've seen this in other places where that that's been done like this there's blocks like this at Baalbek, which is very interesting This wall, this is one of the outer walls of the Osirian. And again, just like the, the small pyramid we were looking at earlier, notice how the blocks here are, they kind of, kind of got a regular horizontal line, but they're irregular otherwise. Uh, and then they're also kind of pillowy. And then you see lots of vertical scooping marks. The, the, the time of day here, we were able to see this with the shadows. See these, the way it's like scooped or, or scraped or something. These blocks have this a lot of vertical uh, tool marks on them. 
and then some very faint nubs possibly here some indents here and here maybe this is two nubs or maybe this is a scoop out of this block i don't know but again you just kind of see you can kind of just see hints of tool marks it just looks like it was soft these. and somebody went at it with a butter knife and just yeah. was like let's shave it real quick yeah it just has that look about it that's soft it does look but or it's, it's the butter knife they use to get it out of the quarry yeah exactly yeah Here, somebody was actually being really careful with the butter knife and actually making it flat. So this is that same wall, but from this picture, I'm looking, I'm turning to the right. So this is underneath the three remaining ceiling blocks here, roof blocks up here, and somebody was coming along and flattening this wall to a fine finish here, a flat face. And you can just see where the tool was stopping. You know, it, it looks to have had at least, you know, some kind of width here. And they were just, you know, you'd scrape down and stop, scrape down and stop, scrape down and stop, scrape down and stop. And you're, and you're kind of going along. This goes all the way to the corner. Look at that. But very again, slight. Very slight discontinuities. But it is a mirror, uh, a mirror polish. You can see the reflection, you know, back here. All right. Just some other places around the world, unfinished work that look similar. This is in Peru. This is Oyante Tambo. This is the temple. They call it the Temple of the Sun. Again, you notice the vertical scraping or scooping. These are a couple of pictures of Ben was you know, driving, and here's just you know another unfinished, this block laying at the side of the mountain, it was probably it probably was taken from a quarry way over here, brought across the bottom of the valley, and it was intended to go up this mountain, but it's just sitting here at the bottom of the valley. It never got taken all the way up. And the road goes around it. It's clearly a block there. Now we're at Easter Island, unfinished, Moai in the mountain, be in the process of being cut out. Wow. And never finished like the obelisk. Also and what's what's really interesting the is they had one. already been making it into a statue, right? It's yeah, already yeah, got exactly. the face it's on all it. part. It's all part of the yeah the excavation. They start making it already. They probably don't finish it, maybe, but they have it close, right? I yeah, mean, that's crazy. Look at him. Yeah, he's wow. huge. Wow, that's awesome. Look at to the left. They just cut them out of that. Like they just cut them out of the angle of the mountain there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's and it's tilted again. Like it's tilted up, right? Like the like that obelisk. Here's some more. This one's really clear. Like you see the scooping. There's kind of indications that maybe that same kind of tool was being used here. And again, it's already got the face. And here's another one. Already has the face on it. Look at the notch taken out above the nose there. Yeah. Like the tool needed like the tool that width. needed this. This working space to go over the nose. Oh my God, that's brilliant. <laughs> it looks like that's the. Oh, I wonder if that's very. It looks like there's a couple feet there. So there's. It's. That's really interesting. I mean, it, it reminds me of the spacing by the obelisk, too, right? There's that minimum distance that they yeah. need to. Yeah.
Holly Duckworth, thanks for joining us. Welcome to Grimerica. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Graham. Thanks, Darren. Really excited to talk to you tonight. Oh, yeah, this will be fantastic. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I met a guy a few years back. When we started the podcast, I met a guy here um, in Calgary, and he was a Dolores Cannon. He's certified... Uh, practitioner and i was and i lost his contact information but i remember being astounded because he was telling me how it's he, he was almost it was it was like he was selling me he wasn't like pushing me to to do it in a way right he's like hey this is a long process it's like four or five hours and i always remember him saying like this isn't just like an hour long thing like it's an all day all day event you know this this kind of process and after reading your book there i was thinking wow this is no wonder why you can get into so much detail with people right and why it's really healing because it's not just a quick in and out you know right and it's one and done you'll only ever have one session Wow! So really? Yeah. The, I, also, I, the amazing thing. Yeah, yeah, I wondered about that. You said a lot of people yeah. don't don't come back, right? Mm-mm. Nope. I've had in doing this for nine years. I've had I think three people come back for a second session, and it was years between sessions. And all of them came back and said, "Holly, it's like I'm living in a whole new universe. I have all new questions." <laughs> so I'm like, "Okay, come on back in." Wow. Well, we but better. We better know. We better back up a, a couple of steps right. then for the audience and tell them what, what we're talking about, because right. we do got to talk about your journey from the corporate world to this. Like, it's <laughs> fascinating how so many of our guests have this sort of journey. Yeah. It's uh, it's an interesting journey through either corporate or materialism type stuff mm-hmm. into into the spiritual world. But mm-hmm. but let's talk about the what we're actually what we're actually talking about. Here. OK, we're actually talking about quantum healing hypnosis technique. QHHT. And that's the healing uh, modality that was created by Dolores Cannon. Did she call and it that? She, yes, she called it that. At first, she didn't. And she practiced her hypnosis for, gosh, over 30 years before she even found QHHT, before she even realized she could heal um, through this particular modality. So it was a long road for her to come to it. She since passed. She passed in 2014 at, I don't know, the ripe old age of 80-something, and uh, left us with this amazing, ridiculous modality that, of course, took her decades to create. So QHHT is a way of healing um, physical issues, uh, mental issues, uh, clarity on life decisions, relationships, purpose, lessons, um, past, present, future. So what happens is the client comes in with every question they've ever wanted to ask their higher self. So again, all of those things. Some people come in with seven pages of typed questions. It's like, all right, we'll get through it. The client and I spend a couple of hours making sure that I understand the questions, but not only the questions, but also the context around the questions. Because I'm going to be in conversation with the higher self, right? And just like any conversation, we don't know where it's going to go before it goes, and it could go anywhere, And I've got to be ready for that, right? So the first couple of hours with the client is making sure that I am ready to hold that conversation to get out of the conversation what the client wants out of it. 
So I have to know not only the questions, but the context around the questions. Then we go into the hypnosis. And the hypnosis alone is two and two to two and a half hours. Could be three hours, but it's usually closer to two to two and a half hours. And because of that um, ridiculous luxury of time, we get to go into a really, really, really deep state of trance. And we go through a sequence of looking at an other life. I don't like calling it a past life, and I'll explain that in a minute. But um, we go through a storyline of another life, and then we transition into a direct conversation with the higher self. And there are lots, lots of people have lots of names for this. It could be oversoul, soul, super consciousness. Um, I prefer the term higher self. And so then I have, I get all the questions answered, all that's audio recorded. Then I bring the client out, debrief a little bit, and then they leave the session with the recording. And the most important part of all of this, the healing part of this is then that client listening and processing via the recording through the wisdom and information the higher self imparted. So yeah, a whole session is really five to seven hours. So I only see one client a day, every day. Um, and we go through this kind of, this kind of healing. Oh, I have a lot of questions. So the, <laughs> is the higher self, is the higher self um, the same one for all your concurrent lives then? Yes. It's, it's the part of you that is eternal, that has been with you through every form, uh, every, inc every incarnation of form. Yeah, absolutely. That's the one part that I have a hard time wrapping my head around. I remember talking, talking about it years ago about concurrent lives. Um, I'm trying to remember who, who I was listening to, who was researching that, but because I had a couple past life regressions in, in nine, in the mid nineties. And I remember that they weren't like super long and detailed, but I do remember, like, I remember them. There was, there was three mm -hmm. of them, um, just little bits and pieces of them, but they all seem to be many, many hundreds of years old. So it's hard for me to wrap my head around how that could be like a concurrent, mm -hmm. a concurrent lifetime, you know, but mm -hmm. that gets into a whole time and how time exactly. is not linear and all that. Right. And it's a, it's an illusion. And, you know, I used to think that, when, you know, when I was young and I was talking to my spiritual elders, I would, I would ask, well, what is eternity? You know, because I went to Christian, you know, Christian church. And of course, there's lots of, lots of references to eternity in the Bible. And I was, I'm like, I don't get it. What's eternity? And everybody would always tell me, oh, it's a really, 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 really long time. It's such a long time. You can't even like imagine how long it is. And I found out later, it's like, no bullshit. Sorry. Um, that's not what it is. Eternity is outside of time. Time is just a form experience. And so when you're outside of form, you're outside of time. There's no time. It's just not even experience. So what you're saying is the, the form experience from a few hundred years ago was just. It's, it's happening now. It's happening. It's, it's happening now. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to wrap, wrap <laughs> I know. around that. <laughs> I know. So the healing, and I remember talking to a friend about this too, the healing, she was experiencing uh, some healing from one of these past lives. Well, I shouldn't say past life, but. But it was almost like just the act of acknowledging it was enough yeah. to provide the healing. So is that what, so, yeah. so when somebody yeah. listens to this, their higher self in a conversation with you, 
that's just that awareness even alone is enough to sort of create how does that healing it can work? be it can be but some of our physical manifestations and we don't even call them diseases or illnesses they're just experiences we don't put any judgment on them as good or bad but some of our physical experiences in this life might actually be an energetic carryover from another life and so we're talking to the higher self, which is above all of these incarnations, right? And so then in QHHT, we can energetically then heal across time to the, these other incarnations and then hence heal that physical situation in this life. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's convoluted. <laughs> well, yeah, I... I had a, I did a, I did a, a, um, a group past life session once mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, and I, I kind of, um, ended up being in this time, like 1110 came to me, this number 1110, mm-hmm. like the year 1110. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, I have a problem with my left arm. It's, I can't straighten it properly. Like it's mm-hmm. chronically broke. It broke it when I was five and all, but I, I had the sense that, um, I was with an old friend of mine in this past, in this other life, and um, I was using my shield a lot as mm-hmm. a, some sort mm-hmm. of knight or whatever. And it, mm-hmm. I always had this bunged up sort of left arm for yep. that, yep. that shield. Yep. We could heal that in QHHT. We could straighten your arm out. Uh, yeah, but it, like it physically won't straighten though. Like it's blocked. Oh, like it's, oh you'd, it's, it's like oh, you'd be surprised. Alone. Really? You'd be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen teeth regrown in adults. Um, metal in, in bones dissolved tumors. I had a gentleman who had a, um, golf ball size tumor. He had throat cancer and it dissolved before my very eyes. Um, all manner of cancer healed all manner of, um, um, what do you call it? Um, autoimmune diseases healed diabetes gone like instantaneously. So yeah, we can get your we can get your arm to straighten out. That's not actually not a big deal. <laughs> do you, does this go back? Do you think like I know that Dolores, you know, came up with this, you know, over the last few decades and all. But I mean, I've been thinking about the uh, ancient mystery schools and stuff and the re- resurrection in Egypt, uh, the the ritual, the resurrection. And, and I, I think a lot of that was based on um, souls leaving your body or detaching from your body like um the astral plane souls. It, it actually, I'll point more to something a little more current, and that is the movies, The Matrix, The Matrix movies. And it, you know, Dolores was so far ahead of her time. She called it quantum healing hypnosis technique. But since she called it that, what quantum physicists have found is like that's actually what we're working in. We're working in the quantum field. And what quantum physicists now know, I mean, you go down into particles like as tiny as you can possibly get, quarks, neutrinos, whatever, muons, things even smaller than that, and they can never find mass. There's no, there's no particle. There's no peace there, right? It's all energy, right? And then they just find all this energy spinning in different directions with different probabilities and yada, yada. So that means we're not mass. <laughs> we're just energy. And so you heal, you heal energetically. Your elbow isn't mass. It's energy. And so once you, once you tap into the, to the, that energetic field, you can do whatever the heck you want. You can literally dissolve tumors like 
instantaneously because there's no mass there. It's just energy. And quantum it's physicists whole, know this now. It's the whole analogy of the table being solid, but really once you look into it, it's all it's just not. vibration and, and, exactly. uh, and particles. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to wrap my head around. Karen, do you have anything on that? Well, it's just a field. Yeah. The field, yeah. Yeah. The field. So that's Source all field. you are is an energy field. Yeah. Not very energetic. Yeah, so that's how all this works. And that's why that's why you can connect across time because because it's all just energy. And that energy, that energy of that eleven ten or eleven forty or whatever it was, um, that energy still is still there. It still exists. It didn't go away. It didn't go anywhere. Because energy doesn't? No. It, it, it right. just transforms or it, you can have an awareness of it or you cannot have an awareness of it, but it's always there. You know, it's like, it's like, um, plugging it, plugging in your vacuum cleaner. Well, the elect, just because your vacuum cleaner isn't plugged in, doesn't mean the electricity disappeared. The electricity is still there. You don't see it. You don't see any ramifications of it. It's still there. Um, but it's only when you, you know, do the plug into the wall and click the button that, you know, the vacuum cleaner works. So that's what we're doing. The energy's all there. It never went away. We're just plugging into it. Did Graham exist in all time periods then? Yes. And that's the other thing. That's why I hate I hate the term past life because of this time thing that we're talking about. Nothing's past. But also, we're all one. We're all a part of that energy. And so I can't validate. I mean, you might. Some people have certainly done this, but I don't get too hung up, I guess I should say, on validating. Was that your past life? Or was that just a, a, a an other life, right? And so, because we're all one, we've all, we, we're as pure consciousness, we're all experiencing everything. We're just a part of the all. And so to even begin to think of, is this, this person's you know, other life? Is this this person's other life? Well, from a purely energetic standpoint, that kind of doesn't make any sense because all the energy is always all connected. Huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. So there was as a 19... Pure, as pure consciousness, any of us can tap into any of those uh, physical manifestations. So there's a 1920s gram going on right now. Yeah, and exactly. Fourteen hundreds gram, exactly. And the 11, and an eighty nine hundred gram. So why do some people? I don't know. Why do some people not resonate far. with a certain time? Like I resonate with medieval times, right? Like I'm a, I'm a fascinated by that. But and when I grew up, I didn't like Victorian times. I didn't like this whole. But now I'm sort of get, I'm shifting a little bit to get more into like the sort of eighteen. I'm more fascinated by recent history, like the eighteen hundreds and stuff. Is mm -hmm. there a reason why yeah. we resonate? Resonate with certain time periods? It, it might be of importance to you. Your higher self might be going, pay attention to this. It might have importance to you. But back to this, we're all just energy. I want to blow your mind a little more. Yeah, sure. Please do. <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of people that regress as animals, animals of every sort, rocks, trees, mountains, planets 
stars. So would you galaxies. go into an already existing mountain, or would it be a new mountain? Just and you're you you as pure consciousness have the capability of having that experience of the mountain at any time because time's an illusion. So in in QHHT, we're we're focusing then on that time frame. So back to, again, we're all one. We're all the same thing. We can be anything. We can be a star, a planet, a mountain, a rock. Is being a mountain boring? It is. I had a client who was a rock, and I'm like, you know, they're going through this entire, they're, they're witnessing this firsthand. They, they come out of that knowing exactly what it feels like to be a rock. Okay, and, could they but see, but they couldn't them, see, I, I guess. They couldn't see or couldn't hear. Yeah, they can only see in one plane, you know, whatever's like right around them or become aware of. It's not really seeing. And so I'm having this conversation with the rock, okay, because they're, it's first person. You know, I am the rock. Okay. So I'm having this conversation with the rock and I'm like, so why did you choose to be a rock? What, why, why, why be a rock? Well, it's it was a, way a person to though, right? You're talking it, well, to a person. A, there's a person on my bed That's in hypnosis in my office okay. who is having this firsthand experience of being a rock. I thought for a second you were just talking to a rock no, on your desk. No. This is a human being in, deep, in a deep trance in my office. <laughs> so why? why? Why does he want to be a rock? Well, it's a way to rest. And then I'm like, okay, so I had another question. I'm like, well, how does a rock die? Like, does it have to wait? Does it shrivel down into a grain of sand? Like, how does that even work? And, and they said, no, we just decide to leave. We're finished with that experience, so we leave. I'm like, oh, okay. It's, it seems very animistic in a way, like everything's alive, everything yeah. has consciousness in a way, yeah. right? Everything. Yeah. yeah, and it's not different than us. That rock is part of me. I'm part of the rock. It's not different. The only thing that is the difference is the physical vibrations of the, the molecules the, or whatever? The focus of the consciousness, but that consciousness that's focusing as the rock and the consciousness that's focusing as Graham, it's the same consciousness. It's it's oh, funny how the that. ancient like like Gordon White's book recently about you know animistic. Um, it, it seems like the ancient cultures had this more correct than we do. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. They seem to have yeah. most things. Yeah, I know. I just <laughs> I, I just want to rest. I just want to be a rock. Go be a rock, dude. I don't know if you could rest anymore. Then you rest. <laughs> You're practically a rock now. <laughs> Uh, do I smoke weed because I'm part tree? <laughs> maybe, maybe you're, maybe you're part. Maybe you ha have had an experience as a marijuana plant, as an actual plant. Yeah. Oh my God! There you that go. Seems That's what so it is. Boring to me. To you're be just connecting plant. with your with your past family. <laughs> maybe it's not. Maybe it'd be cool to be a tree or something. <laughs> your cousins. <laughs> I don't think I get into it though. <laughs> So do you, do you find that you, you mentioned in your book, there's a couple core things that people want to find out about themselves. Like, yeah, three questions that get asked over and over and over and over again. And it's, what is my life purpose? What is my life lesson? And then how do I connect with the higher self? You know, when I'm not in Holly's office 
And when I, when I first started this, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. People have the same questions over and over and over again. That's, that's normal. Okay. Those are, you know, pretty, pretty important questions have answered. But then what freaked me out <laughs> was when the answers kept coming back the same. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, these people don't even know each other, you know, from Adam. They're just random people making an appointment with me. And, um, and well, that dude's that dude's life purpose is exactly like that dude over there. What's up with what that? What is it? What is everyone's life purpose? So there's four. There's four life purposes that I found. Life is life purpose as experience, life purpose as service, or life purpose as love, or life purpose as being, a state of being, to be. Darren so, would want to be a being. He, he would rather be a doing. <laughs> he's got it. <laughs> so I've I've had over, oh gosh, I don't know, uh, I guess around two thousand sessions I've given over the last nine years, and everybody's life purpose falls into one of those four. Wow. Yeah. Does everyone have a purpose? Does anyone just like? Does anyone just have no purpose? Are there are there NPCs? No. Are there real NPCs? No. Nope. So you've got, you're here PC? for a reason. Yeah. Well, what, now, some people don't have a lesson, but everybody has a purpose. So, I mean, obviously, if somebody's coming to you, they've already reached some kind of awareness or some kind yeah. of curiosity about yeah. deeper issues. You know? yeah. 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 They're not going to find me unless they've done a, a little bit of searching. Yeah. And you and you mentioned love as an energy and not a feeling quite a bit mm-hmm. in your book too. Right. right. I mean, and you know, we talk about this sh- on this show, love is the answer. Love is you know, comes down to either love or fear, and love seems to be the answer to a yeah. lot of things. But maybe yeah. expand on the energy part of that. Yeah, more. well, that's one of my favorite stories out of the book. So in, throughout the book are are different client stories, of course, completely scrubbed for anonymity. But um, one of my clients in there, her, and, and uh, well, the other thing, the other thing I'll mention, people won't, people won't show up in my office if they haven't at least dabbled into a little bit of spiritual awakening. They also won't walk into my office typically unless there's something to be healed, right? So, um, so most of my clients have some sort of really serious trauma or physical um, situation going on. So this woman comes into my office and she had this really, really tragic story. I think I used the name Kelsey in the book, but um, she I've changed all the names to make sure they're anonymous. But um, she, her mom was a heroin addict and she learned how to make her infant baby sister a bottle when she was five years old. So she was basically her, a newborn's caretaker at the age of five. And her mom didn't get any better. And so she grew up in a life of complete, you know, lack of love. She never knew love in her entire life. And so as an adult, she did all kinds of things with like helping out with homeless shelters, um, just, you know, soup kitchens. Her entire life was about fixing what she called her broken people. That was because, I mean, think about it. That's all she ever knew was this life of loveless, broken people. And um, 
And so, so one of the things that we can do in QHHT is because we're connected, this, the higher self is the higher self. I mean, it's directly connected to source, to God. So one of the things we did in her session was we had, we had the higher self give her as much as the human body was possible of, of, of receiving a physical, visceral sensation of God, of divine love. And, and so she had that experience in her hypnosis, which was really cool. And so she wakes up, I bring her out and she's, she's, you know, like just dumbfounded and amazing. And now she knows what love feels. She's, you know, here she was, I think she's probably in her thirties when she was at her session. So here she was in her thirties, had never felt love before in her life. And here her first experience with true love is, is, is a visceral sensation of God, love embodied. Right. And, um, and so she was so cute because, um, you know, what I, what I, what I expand on in the book is now she's going to be able to go touch these same broken people. But what she had been doing was helping them in a loveless way. I mean, it was just like a robot, you know, that's all she knew. So that's what she did. And now, now that she knows what love is, now that she's connected to love, she can give to them. Now they're going to receive that love from her. You know, there's that energetic um, ability then to expand and, and project that love to these quote unquote broken people. So that's a real way to expand love, really. I mean, imagine yeah. that ripple effect of that love exactly. coming from the divine source through all these different people. I think you had another story in a book, something very similar, somebody in a department store feeling love oh yeah uh, for the first oh, time God. yeah and like that just like just one person's random act yeah. of kindness changing yeah. a, a life right yeah right. oh that one was so tragic too this the 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 client was actually this a grocery store manager he was the uh he was the person that was managing the grocery store so it wasn't from the perspective but it was like a little bit of a slap on the face for him from the higher self because they do that too <laughs> they're not always you know rainbows and sunshine they can be a little little bit of tough trickster, love there kind of too a trickster element to them well, kind of a tough you know get get with the program here right and so he, this woman had come in, it was Christmas Eve and she was in the grocery store and she was all, you know, dirty, dirty hair, dirty clothes and, you know, smelled a little and um, was just kind of like shuffling around the grocery store. And most people, probably myself included, had I been the grocery store manager, I probably would have like made sure she wasn't put stuff in stuff in her pocket, right? you know stealing but no he didn't do that he went up he gave her a great big bear hug you know happy you know merry christmas um is there anything i can help you with and i think they were even giving away like little you know candy bars or something for christmas eve or candy canes or something sent her on, and then she went on her way and she came back into the store like a couple months later all clean you know and and dressed and and she found that manager and she's like, I want to let you know, you saved my life that night. I was, I was biding time until I was going to commit suicide that night. I was, I had it all planned. And because of his genuine, you know, hug and love and, and care and, and openness with her, um, it completely changed her life that night. 
So that was that was amazing. Yeah. Another example, you know, yeah. just passing it on. Yeah. 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 So uh, where do we go from here? The service, the experience. So do you find that people are lacking meaning and purpose in their life yeah. right oh, now? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, I yeah. feel like there's a, because, because sort of materialism has destroyed yeah. um, not only spiritualism, but religion in a lot of ways, right. like there's a lot, there's, there's a big sort of gap in sort of just meaning. Like I, right. I know some young people and they just, they're just sort of anxiety ridden without any meaning. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things I, I wanted to bring in, interject tonight is yes. And especially young people. When, when I say young people, I mean, not so much like five-year-olds, yeah, but yeah, like, you know, like 12, 20s, 13, 20s. 15. Yeah. Up to the twenties. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they're missing, they're missing any understanding there. Some people are even missing missing the fact that they have a purpose even asking the question what is my purpose like they've never even been told that you have a purpose right and and just this whole materialism and everything and then and then the really really awful part that i find in my practice is i have a lot of young people like this that come in and they've been medicated like they went and saw a doctor, oh, I've, I've got depression, you know, it's some sort of like, um, um, I don't know, like pop culture diagnosis, you know, they watched a TV show of someone who had depression and now they think they have depression and they go to their MD and MD gives them a pill. Oh, sure. Here you go. Here's your pill. Here's your happy pill. Go take it for the rest of your life with no, with no accompanying prescription for mental health care like just pop a pill you'll be fine and it's just disgusting to me it's absolutely disgusting to me um 57 percent of the psychotropic drugs prescribed in the united states of america are prescribed by mds that have zero training in psychology well maybe not zero but minimal training in by in psychology so what nor normally a psychiatrist would prescribe psychotropic drugs yeah, but almost always psychiatrists are trained that it has to be accompanied with psychotherapy, right? There's some there's some cause for the depression if it's legitimate depression. And so then we're going to go through some sort of therapeutic process to treat that. The MDs are prescribing it as if they're prescribing antibiotics and there's no there's no psychotherapeutic process associated with it. And so the person takes pops the pill Okay, they might feel they might not feel they might feel like they can get out of bed, but they're getting out of bed like a zombie. It might not, not do anything more than a placebo, really. Exactly. And or well, that if would be not. the best case scenario. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right. yeah. Yeah. So and then this this is absolutely downright dangerous and when we get to really young kids. So Graham, get this. Guess how many four to five year olds are prescribed um, anti-anxiety meds in the U.S. right now? Four to five-year-olds. So two like years. Percentage-wise or? A, a number, of, number, number of kids. Number of kids. Uh, a couple hundred thousand, maybe? Over 90,000. 90,000. Anti-anxiety anti meds that are going to that are gonna F with your brain chemistry for the rest of your life. And we're giving them to four and five-year-olds. 90,000 of them. 
and and then we can we extrapolate 57% of those were given out by MDs with no accompanying therapeutic requirements. What's up with that? Well, how do you even do how do you even I mean, they're only kids, right? Up to five years old. I mean, how do you even how do you even discern anything at that point? I mean, aren't they just kids still? Right, exactly. I mean, exactly. I don't know because I'm not a father, but exactly. Darren would know more about, you know, what his five-year-old it's, is like. It's sad. It's really, really sad. And a lot of this is the parents are projecting onto the kids. You know, what the first round of psychotherapy that I would recommend is both parents get into my office, right? You're both laying down and finding your purpose here. And then, and then once you're on your purpose, then maybe your kid gets a little better because you're not projecting onto the kid, right? And um, so that's one avenue that can happen much more holistically than it's happening. Um, and then maybe the kid grows up a little better. And then of course, you know, when once the kid's old enough, we in the state of Colorado, the, it's twelve years is the age of um, um, what do you call it? I forget the technical term, but it's where the kid can sign them up, sign themselves up for psychotherapy. Um, and twelve. Um, is that yeah. is that high for a state or low for a state? That's low. That's low for a state without their parents' consent. They can sign up for psychotherapy at that age. Yeah. Yeah. Generally, we don't, I don't work with people under the age of 16, but to work with someone who's 18 or 19 or 20 or 21, and then they find out their life purpose. I'm like, oh my God, if only it's somebody had told me my life purpose at 20. But it's like instant, it's like instant resolution of any sort of um, existential crisis. It's like, we're good. I got it. And then, and then here's the other really cool thing that happens in QHHC. So your, your conscious mind is receded. Some people are aware during the process. Some people are not aware, but the higher self is speaking to you through you. So having that, that physical situation of someone else answering the questions using your mouth, your language, but not your brain. Okay. So knowing now you're connected. Now, you know, oh crap, there's a much bigger part of me. I'm not me. I'm not this meat puppet. I'm not this meat suit. I'm bigger than this. And I, and it's connected to me because it, it can talk talk to me through me and after having that experience so many people are like well i've known that voice my whole life i just didn't know what it was and yeah it's like the higher self's been so trying right so it's yeah. not like you're channeling something either it's not like you're channeling a, a you know a relative or their higher self even you're <laughs> just look you're just extracting it through themselves right exactly so. exactly your soul is speaking to you through you in now, English on our tape recorder. <laughs> so that must be just revealing on its own, even just to hear exactly. your voice and go, I don't remember that. I don't remember saying all that. Exactly. Like, and so, often the higher self will have a different personality than the person. And so they right. don't even sound like the person at oh, all. Wow. Yeah. wow. Different That's... vocabulary, different, yeah, different so phrases. You, you also mentioned in your book, and I, I love this because um, really through, through mindfulness, like, and I think it's hard, it's hard to do, but when it clicks, it, it kind of clicks that you can backtrack through your thoughts to discern if it's your higher self or not. Right. Yeah, you want to explain, exactly. explain that? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so I do, I do coaching with people. It's a course called higher self integration, where we really get good at that higher self, um, ego self discernment. And yeah. So one of the easy ways of, of, of helping with that discernment. Well, was that just me wanting to invest in the Bitcoin? (laughs) Was that the higher self telling me to invest in the Bitcoin, right? And so if we can take our decision or our moment of thought and backtrack it back to, well, before I was thinking about this, I was thinking about that. And before I was thinking about that, I was thinking about this. And before I was thinking about this, I was thinking about this. Um, yeah, that's not higher self. (laughs) The higher self speaks to you spontaneously and you're like, what was that all about? Where, how did I come up with that? That's the higher self. Yeah. Is there any chance that's something not your higher self, but somebody else or something else that's not uh, legit or genuine speaking to you? Yeah. So I have, I, of course we do all sorts of protection before we go into our, our, um, QHHT sessions so that we're only speaking with light and love. Um, I'm not naive enough to, to tell you that there aren't, um, darker aspects, spiritual aspects that we could be connecting with. That's not who we connect with in QHHT. However, I have had clients begin to spontaneously channel other beings through the QHHT process. So they found out through QHHT that they had the capability of channeling. And one of those people I've been working with, we've been doing a big project together, it's called the Expansion Project. And she, through her QHHT process, spontaneously started channeling the Council of Twelve. And so I've been having these conversations with the Council of Twelve, different members on the Council of Twelve through her um, about the Ascension process. Wow, that's interesting. I was was actually meaning outside of the QHHT on their own when they're trying to discern whether it was the higher self or not. Like, is there sometimes fear that they they realize it's spontaneous, but it's not the higher self. It could be something else. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there is, there is, um, I'm kind of a believer. There's a a doctor, a psychiatrist. I'm not going to remember his name right now, but he treats, um, uh, schizophrenia by teaching people to actually talk back, have a conversation. What, what's the problem here? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, it is hard though to backtrack through your thoughts. I mean, it's not so easy yeah. to do that, but do you have any sort of mindfulness practices for people to, to, cause I would think it does take work to be able it, to it, do that. It takes a little practice. And the, for me, the easiest way to do that is when I'm driving. It's just, you know, because your mind wanders, you're in that alpha brainwave state anyway, you're halfway hypnotized anyway. That's a great time for them to come in with you because you're in that kind of daydreamy kind of um, place. And you find that you haven't, you're like, like, oh, where I've been internal. I haven't even thought about where I've been driving recently. So then you can start backtracking through your thoughts that way. Well, I've been trying to get in. You've been not knowing where the fuck you were. And I've been over here trying to cut in. (laughs) But your higher self, you mean? No, I mean, you guys are the guys daydreaming on the highway when I'm trying to get around. You're the guy that I'm behind that I'm like, what is he doing? 
<laughs> oh, he's hypnotizing himself. <laughs> yeah. While he's driving. Yeah. While he's yeah. driving. And then you get to where you're going and you have no memory of having driven it. Yeah. Is this yeah, safe? That happens. It's safe though? Yeah. You never yeah. like you're blow just, any stop signs you're, or you're, anything? One part of your brain's doing one thing and the other part of your brain's doing another. It's 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 trance. That's where that's where we go in hypnosis. Yeah. That's what the guy who's texting says too though. He's like, I just, you know. I'm... Yeah. Are yeah, you... That's distraction. Oh. Yeah. Are you doing anything with the Council of Twelve stuff? Yeah, on my YouTube channel. Yeah, there's a whole, um, it's called the Expansion Project. And so we're up to, I think, 40 episodes on uh, with the Council of Twelve. All kinds. And we only take um, listeners' questions. So there's like the last episode, like I, don't, like I can't come up with these questions. But the last episode, someone asks, do vampires exist? Oh, yeah, that's a great and question. So, yeah, isn't it? And so we explored with the Council of Twelve. We explored vampires. <laughs> and cool. yes, they exist absolutely. And it, they got into this huge conversation about how how we are completely unaware of what kind of creators we are and how our imagination creates actual manifestations. And so you know, it was also kind of a cautionary tale of like. Well, be careful what you imagine because it's like really. Well, that's why that's why Hollywood and and the the media is so important, right? Because mm-hmm. it got everybody wound up imagining all this kind of crazy yes. stuff. I mean, yeah. imagine the the power Hollywood has to mm-hmm. to control our imaginations. Right? Yeah, yeah. The ETs are like this, or the vampires are like that. I mean, right. we could be creating all this stuff from scratch, right? Based on the big screen, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, heck yeah, vampire vampires are real. <laughs> so I've had I've had clients regress as Sasquatch, uh, gnomes, fairies. Gnomes. Um, yeah, yeah. Are regress are gnome. <laughs> Hobbits? I'd like to. Maybe I was a Hobbit. You've never had a Hobbit. No, 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 you still a Hobbit. Hobbit. Still a Hobbit. Still a Hobbit. <laughs> Dragons. Dragons. Yes. Yep. Giants? Yep. Um, giants? I mean, kind no. of Sasquatch is kind I of a giant. Th- yeah. I, I yeah. think they're the, personally, oh. I think Sasquatch might be the leftover giants. Maybe. Uh, they got forced into the woods all over the world. That, that was a fascinating life, too, because they were suspended in this other dimension, the Sasquatch, until a child was in trouble in the wilderness. And then, then they would, like, like they would pop out of their dimension and this dimension, it was like white, like there's no, there's no floor. Like there's, no, you know, there's, not, there's just, they're hanging there and su- suspended animation in this Do they white go there themselves. Like purgatory? Yeah. They go back and forth themselves. And then when a child yells or screams or whatever, they know, somehow they know that the child's in trouble. They pop into our dimension to take care of the child. And then they pop back out. And they're not going in. They're not popping in to take the kids now. Are they? No, they no, they're them. there to help. I mean, I get, they might take it if they think that they're helping. I don't know. But their purpose, their entire purpose is to help help kids. Sounds like purgatory. Maybe they see the unbaptized mm-hmm. bastard kids there, too. Can you still say that? <laughs> Can you still say? I don't know. Maybe I've Maybe. Uh, I might have Maybe. just offended a bunch of people. But hey, <laughs> I'm a bastard. It's okay. <laughs> It's okay. But I th- I don't think it's the bastards anyway. I think it's the unbaptized babies maybe that go to purgatory. 
I'm not no, sure I how that I don't works. Know. I don't know. But it sounds like Sasquatch is in purgatory. Well, I, I mean, mean I guess, what a I mean, horrible if you just say purgatory is a dimension. I mean, there's there's an infinite number of dimensions. That so sounds was, like a boring one, though. That sounds worse than being kind, a yeah. tree. <laughs> But yeah. that's kind of what I was talking about. The masters and the adepts is they might just be so trees, uh, so versed in moving between the realms. They just, that's where they go. I mean, they spend yeah. most of their time just in that realm of pure. So love, here's it. Can bliss, I do light? Can I do useful things while I'm a tree? Can I be a tree and spy on Graham's picnic and bring um, that information back to me? Maybe if you I, wanted could to, I be an eagle? My, my guess, my guess is that the tree really doesn't give a flying F. <laughs> well, that's why I'm, but I'm the tree now. I'm the tree. So do Maybe my priorities change a, when I become the tree? Plant. Do my priorities change when I become the tree? Could I be a bee? Yes, oh. they do. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Your priorities good. become tree priorities. So what if you just get caught up in that and you just be a tree forever? Does that yeah. happen? You well, you are. You are a tree. If you've been a tree, you are a tree forever. Again, time. There's no such thing as time. It's just an illusion. You're still a. You're still a cannabis plant, Darren. And you want to be a <laughs> and a too. cannabis plant. Yes. <laughs> and a Mexican and an Australian <laughs> and uh, a chick. I mean, <laughs> probably all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Oh. All all kinds of people from other planets. So, do you get to be? What? Wait, other planets? <laughs> yeah. yeah, aliens, planets, even planets themselves, even the moon, Darren. You could be the moon. Yeah, lots moon and lots and fake. lots of people find them in, find themselves in other lives, not on as people, you know, humanoid type bodies, but it ain't Earth. <laughs> so I could just be like, uh, well, I don't think you could be the moon because the moon's made by people, but. Uh, <laughs> Maybe you could be like Jupiter. That sounds yeah, just a as lot of people are like they're from somewhere in the Pleiades, somewhere. I bet in... you a lot of people are Cleopatra. No, no, I've never had anyone be. I've never had anyone be anyone famous. The only famous person is a colleague of mine, uh, Yaron Dewitt, and he's a QHHT practitioner in Los Angeles. He had a client who's. So the mom is in session and she finds out in session that her, I think he was six at the time, six-year-old son was a reincarnation of um, Lou Gehrig. And she ended up actually connecting the little kid to Lou Gehrig's living family. And he had family knowledge that no one else knew. And so she actually ended up writing a book about the fact that her son is the reincarnation of Lou Gehrig. But it's, I'm, yeah, there's a whole lot of people that aren't famous. <laughs> I mean, I want to get back to the trees a bit because you have Can you multiple describe... people be the same person? No. no. So well, I mean, was, I mean, so at some still level, only... it, you're, in your pure consciousness level, you're everyone. But no. So there was still only one Hitler. Right. Who did yeah. he come back as? Yeah. Who did he come back as? Sup supposedly he's he's here. Yeah, who? He's, who? Yeah. Uh, you know. Come on. Yeah. Give us a hint. I, I don't know. I know I don't I don't know. I, don't I could know I could hazard a couple of guesses, but I won't do it on our program. <laughs> but if you were in a QHHT session, you could ask that question and your higher self would tell you. What if it was you did that and I was like it was you? 
Yeah, could the, be. Then you come out of it but knowing you used us, to be Hitler. All that of us have be been the bad guy, the Not good guy. Hitler, bad. We've been the murderer. We've been the victim. There's we've a been... couple of real treats, though. Like, you know, Genghis Khan. What about you find out you're Genghis Khan? Mm-hmm. That's, oof, that's a rough one. Yeah. That's yeah. a tough session to come out of. And you're probably doing really, 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 really good stuff in this life to balance the karma. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. So, um, do you get any vibes off ground? No, I, I don't. I don't get any vibes off no. from anyone. Not until. No. Not until and that's the you, cool you thing about my job. Hypnotize them first. No, nope. so all I got to do is get somebody into trance, and the higher self does all the work. Can, can we do, do that? Zoom? Can we do, do that over Zoom? Zoom? No, it's no. in person only. Okay. Right. So we'd yeah. have to ship them over there. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to ship them over here. Huh. Well, next time you guys are in Pagosa Springs, yeah, stop by it Durango. The, it might be worth the trip. <laughs> maybe uh, we should send some. Maybe we'll send someone in. We got a couple uh, listeners that are in Pagosa, so maybe one of them will volunteer, and we can send them as an in as an experiment, and we can yes. cover the cost of we it. Could, and it might be a fun. We thing. could record their whole session. Yeah. Well, be... they might not be into that. They would just play it. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it might be fun to do a before and after or something like that. Yeah, that could be yeah. fun. Yeah. You guys know who you are down in Pagosa. Shoot us an email. Let us know if you're interested. I mean, there's probably a few more than we think, but there's a few for sure. Cool. So Absolutely. was I always like an Indian or no? I don't no. get to just keep doing that. It was a different yeah. thing last time. Yeah. I don't. You might not have been on planet Earth. I you might have been a Pleiadian. I don't know. Uh huh. Is that so? Are those going in? It's at the same time concurrently. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The light distance doesn't matter. It doesn't take me a few years for my soul to get there. Mm-mm. No. That's the other thing that's interesting. Oh, I had this client once who, um, he had this question. So he, him, he, him and his wife were taking care of this elderly gentleman and his wife was pregnant and the gentleman was in a you know different bedroom in the house and him and his wife are in their bedroom and all of a sudden this light comes through the wall and into her stomach this this shaft of white light and one of the questions he had in his QHHD session was what was up with that because after that happened, they got up, they didn't think too much about it, but they got up and then, you know, we're kind of shuffling around the house. And then they went back to their elderly friend's bedroom and he had passed. And so the question was, is his son, the pregnant, you know, the, the baby in the belly, is he a reincarnation of his older friend? And I yourself said, yeah, the so reincarnation he- was instantaneous. Really? Like at the moment of death, it, it, it entered the... Is there a certain day that happens in the womb? No, it can, and it, it can actually even happen after birth. The, so a baby he... can be born soulless until wow. the soul arrives for whatever reason. I might know a couple of those babies. <laughs> um, I think, uh, I mean, like so is he like... years old and they still don't have a soul. So in a sense, that baby just killed that old man. It was like, enough of you. You're out. I'm in. Or, 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 or somebody else was in that belly and old man went, get out. This is mine now. Oh, I'm yeah. coming right back. Oof. 
I'm not leaving this house. <laughs> Does that happen? Oh, obviously. <laughs> That's what happened in that situation. Because I think the Buddhists had a theory of 59 days, is it, Darren, or 39? when There was a day thing, supposedly yeah. supposedly corresponded to the pineal gland being developed when they said the soul came into the body. Oh, I see. Maybe we should yeah. kill Graham. Yeah. And get him yeah. to horn into some rich guy's thing yeah. so that he can then support the show in the future. We'll see, we'll ram you into <laughs> you a go. past thing so that there you're you I don't know how that'll work. But time's well, up. I don't even I don't even want to introduce you guys to the concept of backdrop people then. Backdrop, are they NPCs? I don't know what it, what's an NPC. It's a non player character. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know a bunch of them too. They're 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 actually not sentient beings, but they are a, a manifestation of your imagination. I guess some you of my say. best friends are NPCs, maybe yeah. literally. Yeah, and some of them are suits, if you will. They're human bodies that multi-dimensional people can can come into to walk in something and then walk out. Yeah. Walk-ins, they're called, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. walk-ins and walk-outs. Seems like a hooker thing. Weird. Do you pay for that or you just pop in? That might be the reason they walk in. Can I rent my my body out here to some some (laughs) walk-ins? 50 bucks an hour. Good business idea. 50 50 of them all at once. New business idea. Just got you going around all these different things. You get fucking three (laughs) minutes each. So yeah, did you have a session? Loves. Do you, is this like um, how many people are doing this? Are doing are the walk-ins? No, the the, uh, the, serum, the therapy like this. Oh, um, there are gosh, I don't know, a little over three thousand people in the world that are that are trained at some level. I'm what's called a level three, which is the top level means that I'm certified to be practicing exactly as Dolores Cannon practiced herself. And at level three, there's 30 of us all over the world. Um, there's practitioners in Hong Kong and Spain. Well, there's only 30 and, of you? Yeah, there's only 30 of wow. us. Wow. Yeah. Sorry, keep going. Hong Kong, Spain, all over the world? All over the world. Is yeah. it hard to get in yeah. then? Yeah, I'm usually booked four to six months in advance. Holy shit. Good yeah. for you. That's fantastic. Yeah. So yeah. I wonder what the guy from Calgary was. Uh, is there like a resource that that people can go to to find? Like, Make yeah, sure there's not it's, getting a creep it's who's Q- lying. QHHTofficial.com. QHHTofficial.com. And then you can you can search by locale and, it, and it'll tell you, you know, and then it'll, it'll take you to the person's profile, which will go to their website or whatever. Tell you what level they are. Is there still people getting up to level three? Or? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, okay, okay. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah Julia Cannon, that's Dolores's daughter. She's carrying on her wow. her mom's um, wow. work. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Um. So you got there, like I mean, you came from the corporate life, right? Like you were also <laughs> in sort of operations management, that kind yeah. of stuff. Like, yeah. My background's in mechanical engineering. <laughs> wow. Not woo woo. <laughs> Not yeah, the woo woo. Yeah, yeah. Very engineer. Yes. Yeah, so very yeah. materialistic in a way. Yeah, and then I I had a chance to go to a weekend seminar delivered by Dolores herself. This is when she was still living, obviously. And what Dolores would do is she'd have a huge hotel ballroom of whatever, 100 people, 200 people. She'd put them all into hypnosis simultaneously. 
And I'm thinking at the time, I'm like, I'd read a bunch of her books. She wrote 19 books and they're like amazing ridiculousness. They're encyclopedias of metaphysics, basically. And and I loved her books. I loved the way she researched. I loved, you know, the way she wrote. But I'm thinking in that first instance, I'm like, yeah, hypnosis, it works on those people, not me, right? I'm here. I, I'm a buttoned up engineer, right? It is, this is not going to work on me. And of course, like the very first hypnosis we go into, I'm having these profound experiences, like these amazing trips. And I'm like, wow, this works. This really works. Like I'm going to run up to the stage and tell Dolores, who's been doing this for 40 years, you know, did you know this works? <laughs> this really works. So I was, I was, I was a believer. That was in a Jan- in January of 2013. I was in training in February, and that was wow. it. Wow! Wow! And just like that's it. I'm done. I know yeah. what I'm doing for the rest of my life. Wow! Yeah. So interesting. Mm-hmm. So Where I do can, want to mention. I do ahead. want to ask you before before we run out of time because I I find that you also articulated how nature can help us and in a way that I don't know if I've ever heard really. Yeah. So that's one of the most common when I ask, when people ask, how do I connect with the higher self? Right. Yeah. On a regular basis. So on a regular basis. Of the session, on my, like, on my own. I, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, I'll ask where can, where can he go? What can he do? And what can he say? And so when I say, where can he go? Almost all of the time, the higher self says nature in nature. And so there's all kinds of things that happen just practically, um, you know, without, without the metaphysics and the woo-woo, all kinds of things happen when we're in nature. I mean, one is the perspective changes. Like when you're inside, everything's built to human scale. (laughs) When you go outside, your trees and mountains aren't to human scale. And so you, you know, you shrink down. So your problems shrink down, your thoughts shrink down in perspective to what's around you. So that's one thing. And then the other thing that happens is all the buzzing, all the Wi-Fi signals and radio signals and television signals and cell signals and everything that we're oblivious to normally, thank God, um, they go away. And so we really are our um, our our um, nervous system really does feel calmer because it's not being pinged with all of these signals that that our conscious mind is just unaware of. So there's all these kinds of things that happen when you're in nature, and it's like, well, duh, yeah, that's a really good place to connect. <laughs> Speaking of connecting, where can our listeners find your stuff and and uh, book an appointment, maybe if they want yeah. to, or or find yeah. all your other your YouTube channel you mentioned. Yep, yep. So I'm my website is awarecaredurango.com. A W A R E C A R E D U R A N G O dot com. I'm in Durango, Colorado, which is nowhere close to Denver. <laughs> So Southwest corner of Colorado and, uh, and then they can find links to everything, email, everything right there at awarecaredurango.com. But I, I do have a, a burgeoning, uh, following on YouTube and I'm Holly Duckworth PhD on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook is aware care Durango. Right on. This has been fun, Holly. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. 
Thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, we yeah, might we'll send Graham down there yet. Yeah, we'll send somebody down for sure to see you. Cool. I, I think it's fantastic. I love it. I'm going to look to see if there's anybody local too here for for Maria, my girlfriend, and and see if she yeah. it might help her out a lot too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be awesome. Awesome. Yeah, thanks yeah. for the great chat. Yeah. Right, yeah, guys. thanks for coming on the chat, Holly. We hope to have you back in the future and keep up the good work. All right. Thanks, Darren. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. And that was our chat with Holly Duckworth. What was it Duckworth? Duckworth, right? Duckworth, yep. Oh, yep. What'd you PhD. Think? Yeah. That seemed right up your alley, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah. I never got I've been wanting to do that for a long time, so to get a CHMTM T-Q-A-H-H-T yeah Dolores Cannon I mean I've heard of Dolores Cannon's work for a while now I've heard and, that and, uh, too so yeah 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 she was a pretty f- famous author there for a while and she put everybody through this rigorous rigorous uh, you know training to become officially certified and yeah I just yeah I think it's so interesting I just can't wrap my head around the time thing though about one day maybe one day when you die and you just find out that yeah, I get it. I'm a rock. I don't know. I don't want to be a rock or a tree. Maybe though. Might be a nice break. Can you just be a dude that sleeps all day then though? I guess. being a rock more restful? Because then you're in nature. Maybe. I mean, unless a you're in somebody's backyard or there. You know, I guess it depends on how. You, know, you could be a rock stuck in somebody's stuck house. Stuck in the bottom of terrible, an outhouse. Right? <laughs> <laughs> One of the rocks in the side of the driveway or who knows, in a concrete foundation. You're just having a good rock life and they just come along and harvest you. And break you up and throw you into the concrete mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Big thanks to, not Dolores, big thanks to uh, Holly. Holly. Holly for coming on the show. Check out her stuff. Check out her sites. Check out her YouTube channel. Big thanks to you guys for listening. Even bigger thanks if you're one of the few people who choose to support our work here over at grandamerica.ca slash support. If you are getting a little value from our little podcast here, head over to grandamerica.ca slash support today. May sign up for a monthly or make a one-time donation. Maybe you can head over to adultbrain.ca and check out the audiobooks we're doing or join the chats over at goodmarker.ca slash chats. Get on a tour. Contact at thecabin.com. We're always uh, up to something over there. See if anything tickles your fancy. I think that's about it. Spam Graham. Send them your stuff. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. Teach me all your secrets to get a good handle on a better does one get out of bed every day in the throes of the apocalypse? Should I bury my head in the sand or sabotage their evil plan? I feel really trapped, an ant burned by a magnifying glass. It's all a little bit too convenient, all the evidence went up in flames. These fraudster scammers belong in the slammer My friend best give up their names Should I call on militia man Or pass out a petition pen I feel really trapped An ant burned by a magnifying glass 
I don't know what y'all been told, but I got a soul made out of gold. Sound off, one, two, sound off, three, four, cadence count, one, two, a three, four. Some time ago a crazy dream came to me. I dreamt I was walking into World War III. As prophetic as humanity, as aching bones, as frantic animals. Sophia wrote it down, built an ark, now she floats it down a river in the dark. As prophetic as deja vu. Thoughts for the life of me over the din of a bruised and broken culture. The media spins and splatters and spins and clatters and I cringe because it's psychological warfare. Don't you feel yourself getting really mad? How did we let it get this bad? Don't you feel really trapped like a brain in a vet? to close Pandora's box but sirens are singing me off a cliff I'm looking to hitchhike to Shangri-La over yonder Sophia would you give me a lift hopped out of the Hegelian rebellion say goodbye to all you Machiavellians let evil destroy itself I'm bound for Shangri-La Shangri-La My dream if I could be in yours As prophetic as morning doves As groundhogs As fallen stars above Sophia wrote it down Built an ark Now we're floating it down A river dark As prophetic as white wolves As butterflies As rainbows Sophia sings now we built a plane, now we're taking flight above a river 